Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? It's going really well. Welcome to our Spotlight series, everybody. Yeah, this is a Weed and Grub uh, series of mini episodes where we focus on businesses and brands that we believe in. People who are creating great products, creating great companies, giving back. This week, we talked to a couple of people who really embody that philosophy of giving back. A.O. Hemp, which was founded by famed bassist of Flogging Molly, Nathan Maxwell, and his fiance Shelby Dake. And they founded A.O. Hemp, embracing the DIY philosophy of the punk rock community which is really cool when you know someone's heart is in the right place and they're doing it from the ground up and putting in the work and being very open honest about why they're doing it and how important it is to them i feed off that heavy it was so apparent when we met them and we were chatting about the like why they founded AO Hemp that the you know Shelby has said heart centered values are what she holds nearest and dearest like freedom and compassion and liberation and truth and all that kind of stuff. So it was really apparent in chatting with them because it was kind of like a, a a really heartfelt conversation about what they're doing with this brand. And honestly, they launched at a like joyous exuberant celebration. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Floggy Molly played a sold out show at the Hollywood Palladium, and AO Hemp had a pop up and. In the parking lot and we got to go and see the whole thing in action and it was just incredible nothing brings me more joy than a sea of people moshing sweating yelling dancing just burning hot yeah for all the right reasons yeah and then have some of this awesome cbd because <laughs> the next day yo you know you're hurting yeah your joints are ow you yeah. need this <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado here's our conversation with nathan and shelby from ao hemp we met up at the w uh hotel in hollywood so there's some background noise to be honest you know it was like a little and some is some probably means a lot yeah. and a lot means there is there are people living life you know the, the world was rotating around us in that moment but uh we had a great conversation so happy to bring it to you with our new Spotlight series. I don't know if you could see from where you guys watched this, the concert from, but I can see, you know, the people on the barricade. And most of the people were full of energy. It was a great night. But you can see some of those zombies just holding on for dear life. You know, just yeah. have that barricade like, oh. <laughs> They've been day drinking and oh, now, yeah. They're, yeah. 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 now they're like, like pushed up against a mosh pit listening to loud, amazing music. And they're right. just like, They need another drink, yeah. but they don't want to lose their spot. So they're just, well, here we are. Yeah. Yes. Actually, can we talk about mosh pits for a second? Yeah, of I'm course. A, I'm a month like I love moshing. For me, the, my first mosh pit, I was so scared, and then I got clocked. But then everybody <laughs> cleared the way to like help me back up so I could keep going. And I didn't realize like it's this weird little aggressive community where everyone takes care of each other, but they also bur- burning off mad amount of steam. Yeah. That's what it's evolved to. I mean, I think mosh pits used to be a lot more violent and a lot more dangerous. And I'm so happy that it has evolved. People understand it. It's like this isn't a fight. This is people burning off steam. This is us coming together and getting some of our angst and aggression out in a safe-ish way. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. There are still <laughs> injuries. Well, I mean, but it's, we're, people aren't going out there to hurt each other. Uh, at least they shouldn't be, and if we see that, we always kick them out. But, um. Yeah, I remember being 16, 17, going in a mosh pit for the first time, a, you know, small 
girl. And uh, first time I got knocked on my ass, three people all of a sudden were like lifting me back up within two seconds of me falling. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> like, why are you helping me? You just knocked me down. Right. So it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a community. So that's part of the philosophy behind you founding AO Hemp is the DIY philosophy of the punk community coming together. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. I, actually, um, I was laughing because when you brought up mosh pits, I was like, oh, it's funny because all day yesterday I was like, yeah, and our pain relief CBD lotion is going to be great <laughs> for after the pit later. Exactly. And it's like <laughs> we had it. We just kind of had our community in mind when we created this whole line. And can you just talk a little bit about the genesis of it? How did it come about? I love THC and all things cannabis. So does Shelby. Yes. But I have dear friends and family and coworkers, we do, that consider themselves straight edge. And it's a huge part of their belief system and identities to be sober. And I respect that completely. And what I realize is that CBD doesn't have that psychoactive effect. So my straight edge friends and family, they can actually take this and benefit from cannabis and still be straight edge. And so though I'm not straight edge, I like to drink whiskey and, and, and smoke herb, but still to me, this is a great way to open people's minds and hearts to what cannabis is. And we decided to uh, open a, you know, to start a farm growing um, CBD rich hemp. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in the Midwest and my perception of all things cannabis was not good when I was growing up. I was forced into a dare program like marijuana is a gateway drug. It's horrible for you. And so, you know, you grow up with this kind of fear and, and uh, I don't want that same fear for my child because it is a medicine. And me personally, I needed something to, I have severe bipolar, bipolar disorder and anxiety and I kind of had stopped liking the medications I was taking. They really have terrible side effects. It was horrible. And so I started doing my own research on cannabis and CBD to treat it. And it's kind of changed my life in a way. Um, I, I take it actively every day and, and it's, it's helped me immensely. Seeing the way it impacted Shelby on her day to day and, and, and her ability to get off of the pretty extreme medications that she was on when we met um, for me was such proof in the pudding that this stuff works. I've seen that actually, um, speaking of the straight edge community, um, who I have a lot of respect for, um, I've seen that actually happen where uh, friends of mine have opened their mind and heart to CBD, and then that has then said, well, what if I just tried a little bit of THC? I heard that can help me sleep. Mm -hmm. And so these people who, again, identify with straight edge and, and staying sober as a way of life, but they're saying, you know what, I'm not really too worried about uh, titles or, you know, I just want to ha be healthy. And a good night's sleep makes me a healthier, happier person. I love that you guys say you're about farms, not pharma. Yes. Because there are so many people who consider themselves sober, who are sober, who still use pharmaceuticals right. mm -hmm. as part of their wellness and healthcare regimen. So this is a plant medicine and you're putting it into that category firmly with what you guys are doing. So yes. can we hear about your farm? Yeah. It's a, it's a new farm. We're, um, we just got our clone order from uh, Peak Hemp, so really excited. This will be our first year um, farming hemp. Uh, we have uh, worked and, and grown um, marijuana for quite some time. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you know what you're doing? I, I, well, it's always a learning curve, you okay. know? But yeah, I think around, around uh, we're pretty well versed around cannabis and we have a passion for it. Uh, you know, that's a thing. It's like, I've never really, I've been lucky. I've had to work shitty jobs, don't get me wrong but I've been really lucky to make my passion my career. 
And to me, this is no different. This is a passion for us. Yeah. So when you're passionate at something, you're usually going to be a little better at it than if it's just a job, right? Mm-hmm. Hell yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Hell yes. So we, we wanted to kind of keep it in the family as, as far as the farm went. And we didn't want to, you know, because Nathan tours a lot and, and I'm a mom and uh, I am running the the at-home side of the brand. and But we didn't want to just like say, hey, let's get a farm from and have someone some random person run it so actually it's uh, the farms in fruta colorado um beautiful western slope um it's actually going to be irrigated with uh snow melt water and uh it's going to be ran by nathan's mom christine and her partner david so, so family operation family owned family and operated operation. amazing and one one thing that's really cool is that for me about cannabis and the revolution um for farmers is that they're getting their number one cash crop back again after prohibition Uh and Mm -hmm. kind of uh, poetic justice uh, for me and for our family is that um, my mother's partner David uh, he grew up on a farm in Buttonwillow California and he lost his farm like many farmers do and for him to once again to be able to be a farmer on now a much smaller scale, Mm -hmm. Uh, we're keeping it very small so we can manage it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's it's beautiful to me. Again, it's poetic justice that here's this this wonderful man who is a farmer through and through, and now he's going back to farming again because he can legally grow cannabis and there's value there. I I love that. I wanted to ask you, what are your joints like after playing a huge, I mean, there is no breathing room in your sets. Yeah. It's, it's exhausting to me. I can't imagine what it's like for all of you to expend that energy. So then do you dip into here afterwards absolutely. to make sure your, your bones are okay? It, absolutely. Um, you know, there's a lot of repetitive motion. We play at pretty high beats per minute. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of digga, 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 you know, going on the whole night. And um, it's not all that, though. If you've never heard Flog of Mai, there's it's musical. <laughs> Um, there's lyrics and things. It's joyful but, music. Yeah, I mean, there's other things too. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't like icing my hands um, because it just hurts too bad. And over the years, I've suffered with numbness, chronic numbness in the, the bottom half of both of my hands, all the way up my arms sometimes. And I have noticed that when I take uh, the CBD, and I take a lot. I take about 100 milligrams before I go to sleep. And it is amazing. I sleep better. I don't. The no, I don't notice the numbness as much. I think it actually is. is it's not there as much. Uh, it used to be to the point where it woke me up, maybe 20 times a night. I'd have to shake off my dead limbs, and that has improved dramatically. Yeah, and then on top of that, you know, when we started creating this product line, and we were deciding um, what we were going to unveil to the world a lot of what we were deciding was hey let's let's take care of our musician friends too let's take care of the the ones who are out there touring 300 days out of 365 and so like the you know obviously right now we have tinctures we have the capsules we have the lotions but that's why the lotion the the pressure drop pain relief cbd lotion um was because a lot of what we noticed were, were musicians complaining about their muscles and their joints after shows and what am I going to do about that? And so he can rub that on on his knees or on you know his hands and and feel a little bit better. So this isn't just something like wow we're I don't know. When I was younger, I did think I would be dead at 25. I really did, and I lived my life like that. I'm so glad I was wrong. And now that I know that I want to live, I want to live long. I want to know my children, and I hope hope to meet grandchildren one day. You know, I want to live. 
So it changes your whole mentality. I still want to celebrate and party like a rock star like it's 1999. I do. But I want to be able to sustain that. You know, it's like I don't want to die tonight. Hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's it's just a, it's just a maturity there. I would love to talk more about like this free thinking. I because I'm starting to see like the connection between both of you as individuals and Flogging Molly because I think you created your own record label, right? Yes. Where you were just like we're just going to do it on our own. Right. And now you create your own small farm and now you create AO Hemp. Like everything is it's all independence yeah. and just like doing it your way. DIY, do it DIY. yourself. That's Own community. It. <laughs> DIY. Well, part of the reason why I just know in my heart it's the right way or it's a right way. I'm sure there's other right, right ways, but for me is that my father uh, was a professional, is a professional musician. Uh, he used to be here in Los Angeles where he was born and raised and where I was born and raised. And I saw the major label game. I saw it firsthand and I saw through it. I saw how it was bullshit. I saw him like popping bottles of Dom Perignon and like all this, I don't know. I just saw it not working out, not being this amazing thing to aspire to. So when I looked at punk rock, like do it yourself, book your own life, you know, play songs, make a flyer, do a show, jump in a van, go on tour. I'm like, that's the way to do it. None of this bullshit, none of this pageantry, major label shit. Like do it yourself if you really believe in it. And again, that's the only way I know how to do it. Mm. So there could be better or other ways that are, that are great. That's just what I saw. It's a path that, that I took and it's brought, it brought us together. It's mm-hmm. brought us to this table to be able to speak with you guys. Yeah. So it's, it, it works. Book your own life. Book your own life. <laughs> I might have to run out and get that tattooed on my body. <laughs> and then I can use some of your tattoo bomb. Yes, yeah. we, we, that's soon actually come. coming soon. It's, yeah. it's in the works. That and a pet line because, you know, we have a 10-month-old Great Dane puppy at home, and he's 125 pounds. And, uh, Stop. Yes. Does, it, does he hop on your shoulders? Oh, my like God. He's the biggest. He's the biggest lap puppy you'll ever meet. Like, Great Danes are the, lap, the biggest lap dogs in the dog world. What's <laughs> his name? What's his, his name? His name's Chief. And he's, because, um, you know, there's so many different connotations. Like, yeah. <laughs> when you were talking about so. uh, uh, talking about Jim Belushi's dog, Cashew, yeah. I couldn't help but think of Chief. Like, oh, I went, maybe they'll meet one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's a big lap baby, and, and we love him so much. And, and, uh, and we, want, we just want to take care of him because with giant breed dogs, unfortunately, the one sad thing is that they don't have very long lifespans and and you know he's not even a year old yet and we're like if anything would happen to you i would murder someone Uh, and so you know we we're gonna create like a pet line in a specific large giant breed Um, yeah one thing i wanted to know is how did you two meet like what's the story You want, you want to tell the story, dude? I'll tell that story. <laughs> so, Flogging Molly does the Flogging Molly Salty Dog Cruise every year, and they started in 2015. And um, I've been going every year since the first year. And after the first year, I had met a lot of friends and people who, you know, had met the band. Because one thing about Flogging Molly is they're very accessible. Like, they go out after shows, and they meet their fans, and they go to the pub and play trad music. And it's really, it's really cool. And... Um, I had never really, like, I liked, I, I knew I had one song of theirs on the, my iPod. It was If I Ever Leave This World Alive, and I liked their music, but I, I never really got super into it. And then after that cruise, because of that camaraderie that they helped create, I created some of the greatest friends of my life, and they were like, oh, you know, 
Nathan Maxwell, you know, he's, he's one of the greatest people. He's so sweet. So I knew a lot about him before I had even met him a year later on the second cruise. And I had heard that he had his own band called the Bunny Gang based out of Denver. And they were on the cruise and they only play one show the entire cruise. So I was like, I'm going to it. I got to know. And um, I show up and it's an amazing show. And he's all over the place. He's, you know, singing and, and interacting with the crowd. It's crazy. Well, a couple hours later, um, I'm walking the pool deck and I hear, hey, <laughs> I really like your style. And I immediately. It wasn't a cat call. It and was I, the truth. Well, okay, because I immediately, style, I immediately you know? turn around ready, like, I see this. Who the hell is cat calling me? Awesome David Bowie tattoo. I'm like, wait, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I turn around and I'm like, I'm like, who's cat calling me? And, it, and it's him and he just has this grin on his face and he's smiling and he's waving at me and he's just and I was like oh I've been meaning to talk to you and I I walk up and I'm like so the bunny gang you talk about like synchronicity and connection and like one love and all of that I was like do you do you you sing about it do you believe in it he goes I don't believe in it I know it and I was like yeah and I at that point I'm like all right well let's talk about it because me too and and we start kind of just you know chatting a little bit and he looks at me and he goes do you, do you want to watch the slackers in the hot tub with me? <laughs> uh, awesome. The best pickup line ever. Yeah. And, and I the, was like, the only one I'll ever have to use. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And, and, and so that was, that was that we were kind of inseparable ever since after that. And, um, you know, he apparently at that show had noticed me and that's, and he's like, I was staring at you the entire time. I was like, no, you weren't. Well, you were everywhere. I also would wear a, a, like it's a mask over my face for some of the performance that she didn't know, but I was. Yeah, so that's why he, he yelled at me later on. He was like, he's like, that's the girl. So that's that's the story of how we met. Are there podcasters on this cruise? No, there but could there be. should be. There could yeah. be. Yes, please. Mary Jane, Mike, that would be please. amazing. Yeah. It took me a very long time in hearing like your music. I was such an angry kid. That, that music for me just like fueled it and helped me get rid of it until it built back up again an hour later. But in talking with both of you right now, what I'm realizing is like how much hope and joy is actually like coursing through AO Hemp, the music, the crews, the community that you're bringing together. And it took me a long time to realize that that was also one of the mission statements for everything you're both doing. Uh, yeah. I, I, that really, you, you nailed it, brother. I Absolutely. mean, thank you. That, thank you. That makes me emotional to hear that because that's the core. Yeah, we, we want to do it for our community. We're in it for our people and for everyone, you know, because that's the wonderful thing about the punk rock community is everyone's welcome. That's right. You don't have to listen to Pennywise and No Effects and, and Flogging Molly for us to be like, yeah, come on, come hang yeah. out. Yeah, Let's it's, talk it's, about it, you know? It, it's, it's all walks of life. It's all ages. It's, it's about, for me, it's about thinking for yourself, you know? And that's always what the punk rock ethos is to me. And, uh, and I think there's so much, um, you know, in the core of all of us, we all just want to give and receive love. That's the core of like, the human soul. I believe that. No matter what costume you wear on top of that core, that's at everyone's core. I got to believe that. And so, yeah, I mean, punk rock has a hard edge, and yes, life has a hard edge. That's real. There's suffering, and we all get our share of that. 
So it's not, it's like, to me, it's not about denying that, but it's almost like diving into it, working through it. And that's Head what, and it back kind of full circle to a circle pit or a mosh pit. Mm -hmm. That's a great cathartic way to kind of go through into your, into your angst, you know, but get it out in a healthy environment, in a community yeah. that accepts you and your little freakiness. And, and you can sort of like embrace your otherness while celebrating togetherness, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. can be like as you're, fucking you're, weird as you want. What makes you unique, yeah. but at the same but time, also we're all in it. In a community. Right. We're coming up on 420, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> we are right on it. Um, right. Last, last thoughts, last plugs, last questions? Last plugs. Give us give us all the info about where, where people can find AO Hemp and what's coming up for you. And um, You can find AO Hemp at www.aohemp.com. It's full website. tells you a little bit more about us. has a, our, our current product line, which has two different milligrams of tinctures, two different milligrams of capsules, and a CBD pain relief lotion. As we said before, coming soon, tattoo balms, hopefully gummies, uh, pet pet line for all you Vapable. out there. We, we Vapable. like vaping, and so we're doing yep. vapor line. Yep. Um, and I think that you'll notice, and we're, this is new to us, and, and you know we are making a business out of this. This is going to be a big part of our life's work, and it is already. So obviously, we need, we need the business to be able to be successful, but it's definitely in our core belief that this should be affordable to people. And accessible. So, and of course, we're still navigating this. We haven't gotten any, we're not in any retail stores. This is just completely our own little web store. We're shipping from our house. If you um, order from us, I'll be packing your products yeah. <laughs> and shipping um, them to you. But I mean, we tried to set our, our, our prices at, at about 30% below what any other competitors. And, we, and I don't really, I hate the word competitors because I don't look just, at it like yes, that. Just other companies. We, we just, we looked at the math. We figured, well, if we're selling it direct, we, we don't have to sell it for that much. We can sell it for quite a bit less. Now, will that work out? Will we be able to work it out with retailers? We gotta, we're still figuring all that out. And this is very DIY. You know, we are doing this ourselves, all of it. Mm -hmm. So um, really excited to see how it evolves and how we can keep our core ethics and values intact as we navigate all this. I mean, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. DIY. We're all in it together. Book your life. Let's figure it out together. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's going to become a trademark thing. Book your yeah. life. And don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I am so happy when I hear about big, big scale operations uh, popping up everywhere. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm not... I don't want to demonize the large-scale producers. I think that's fantastic. But I also think that there's room for small-scale producers. Yeah. Also, if anyone out there can Photoshop some AO hemp tincture crowd surfing over a crowd <laughs> as if it's being helped. Well, by I, I I probably got you on that. I yeah. actually designed all of our labels and and uh, our website and everything. So I could I could probably do some quick Photoshop for you and figure that out. These are very clean labels. Thank you. They look great. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, and the logo, you know, Nathan had actually like we had gone through a couple different people. Um, he, he was like, this is what I'm thinking. And every single time it just wasn't quite right. And finally I looked at him and I was like, honey, can you just, can you describe to me what you want? And in 20 minutes I showed him that and he goes, that was exactly it. And it's I was like, like just come. Exactly. Like, I was yes. like, I got you. Just come to me. Um, well, you know, and, and one last thing I'd like to say, and it's just a funny story. Uh, Fog and Molly had a great opportunity to work with uh, a legend in the recording world, uh, a gentleman named Steve Albini. I think the world of Steve, I, I look, I mean, from his work with Nirvana, you know, um, to so many other great artists over the years and his whole, his whole work ethic and how he works with up and coming artists and he will work within their budget. And then he'll also go and work with a major artist with, with a big budget and he'll accommodate that. Um, but I remember he said something to me um, and God, I was, I was very young. This was, uh, I was, it was about 20 years ago, uh, 21 years ago. And he said, you know, if you're into music for the money, 
you're a goddamn fool. And he, then he proved it, like on an Etch-A-Sketch. He's like, well, check it out. Here's what the average artist on a major label makes over the course of their career. And here's what the average person working at 7-Eleven makes. That person makes more than the average major label signed artist. And he spelled it out, you know, in his, in his way. And you know Steve, he's, he's a brilliant person. Yes. And it just stuck with me. I'm like, here is this genuine legend in, in his field. Uh, and he just nailed it on the head. If you're doing this for the money, you're, you're, you're a fool. And I, I, I just kind of have been able to grasp that and hold on to that with life in general. You know, don't get me wrong, people need to make money and pay their bills, but if you can find a way to, to make your passion your job, I just, that's the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm.